hey, come over to record that Groovy Scoopcast. That's it. That's it. I'm I'm staying right here. Okay. If you want to stay there, alone. <laughs> hey, wait for me. Welcome to that Groovy Scoopcast. Your go-to audio hub for all things Scooby-Doo. My name's Derek. And I'm Shannon. And today we are kicking off the fifth season of that Groovy Scoopcast with Spooky Space Kook from Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Yay. Kind of yay. <laughs> kind of yay. Like, I get yay that for this... five seasons. I get, yes. Um, also yay for, I guess, a first on our podcast that we're having to do this completely remote. Yeah. Um, I am currently sitting in my house. Shannon yeah. is currently sitting in her house. Yep. Do you care to tell them why? <laughs> I got COVID. Oh, geez. You you know, you take the risk. You go to work every day. And, uh, and then one day, one day you give all your friends COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not clear how she got it, but she did. I'm in the clear. I have tested negative myself, but we are... Recording remotely for the safety of ourselves and others. And I'm not mad about it. We are making nope, it I work. Wanna keep you po- or I want to keep you negative. Yes. While I remain <laughs> positive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so for the time being, that Groovy Scoopcast is being done in two different households. And yeah. we're going to make it work the best we can. Spooky Space Kook. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why? You know, this monster is so iconic. It's one of the yes. most recognized, loved monsters from the original show. It has made countless cameos in other forms of Scooby-Doo media. And it's a great design. I love the space kook. He looks cool. He looks so cool. The episode sucked. Yeah. It sucked. And I'm, I'm so not gonna lie, sad. Like, I know that I watched the episode years and years and years ago. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. So when I re- like rewatching it, I was kind of excited. Mm-hmm. And, and it, hmm, I don't not know. Not so much. I was not thrilled with this episode mm-hmm. at all. But before we delve further into our review of Spooky Space Kook, we are going to kick off the Mystery Machine match. This is that Groovy Scoop Cast's trivia competition where Shannon and I try to figure out which one of us knows Scooby Doo better than the other. By the end of the season, one of us will have compiled so many points where we like to pretend that one of us is going to have to eat a really disgusting meal that Scooby and Shaggy eat during the season. We both usually end up trying it, and we never enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Not once has I have I been like, mm, let's make that a regular food that I eat. Chocolate-covered pizza? Mm. No. <laughs> never again. <laughs> well, as always, Shannon, you get to go first today. What lodge does the gang go to in the episode... That snow ghost. Is it bird beak or wolf's end? Wolf's end. Okay. You're going to get all three right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, here's your first question. What color are Scooby-Doo's spots? They're like dark brown, like black. Yes. Why was that so hard for you? I don't know. I was like, that's got to be a trick question. I told you, your questions are easy. (laughs) I told you that before the episode even started. (laughs) Okay. What famous radio disc jockey 
was the voice of Shaggy all the way through a pup named Scooby-Doo. That would be Casey Kasem. Yeah. Here is your next question. What town does Daphne live in? It's not a trick question. It's just for some reason focusing on Daphne. What town does the gang originate from? In normal, um, in normal continuity. Okay, so like, so, um, I don't know why I just blanked on it. I'm not giving you a hint. You should know this. I know. No, it's like, it, oh, fuck. Mystery Inc. is literally like what's popping into my head. No, from like Goolsville. Goolsville? That's their school. No, it's, what? Coolsville. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so angry that you are having such a tough time with these easy questions. I have COVID brain. I don't I'm give sick. a fuck. <laughs> What's your last question for me? Last question. What studio now owns Hanna-Barbera, which created Scooby-Doo? Uh, that'd be Warner Brothers. Yeah. Here is your last question. What interrupts the gang's time at an amusement park in Foul Play in Funland? Isn't it the the robot? Yes, you are correct. Okay. Cool. Three for three for both of us. Wow! That's a pretty good start to the season. That might be like a first. If it's not a first, it, it hasn't happened in a long, it's, long it's time. It's a rare occasion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was this week's Mr. Machine Match. You ready to move on to our review? Yes. Okay. Let me pull up the premise for the episode. Coming from Scoobypedia, the gang investigate an abandoned airfield supposedly haunted by a ghostly alien with a cackling, shrieking laugh. And quite frankly, that's all it does. It kind of just walks around and it laughs and screams and that's it. Yeah, it doesn't really (laughs) do anything bad. Right. It just kind of walks around. The episode does open up with us just seeing the... The ghostly aircraft. It's, like, all covered in, like, webs and stuff. It's clearly, like, a ghostly spacecraft. It probably got crashed or something. That's how the space kook died. I was wondering about this episode. Like, what caused the space kook's death? Oh, okay. So, like, it crashed? I'm assuming. Well, it didn't crash. Like, in the episode, I'm just saying that it looks like it has been crashed. And now it's just a ghost ship that's flying. But, like, the space kook is a ghost of an alien. So I'm wondering how he died. Yeah, no, I mean, he definitely died, um, yeah, probably from crashing his... There's a lot of mountains, so maybe he was out, like, joyriding. And he was crashing the mountains? Yeah, and then oh. died. And now he's a ghouly ghost. That walks around screaming and laughing at people. <laughs> Listen, when I die, I'm gonna I'm gonna live my afterlife screaming. Oh, okay. <laughs> Constant agony. <laughs> We see it. When you hear that 3 a.m. down the hall, just, ah, that's me. Oh, it's you. Okay. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We see it flying over just the most decrepit looking farm. Like, why? You know, the abandoned airfield, the farm, the land around it, everything that's there just looks so run down and destroyed. Like, as if, like, a bomb went off somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, what happened to this place? A bomb went off. A bomb went off. You you were correct. A bomb went off. (laughs) We see the space kook for the first time. It's a glowing blue astronaut suit. The space kook's head is basically just a skull. When it laughs, it, like, glows red. Um, It is cool. Oh, yeah. You know, I said this at the beginning of our episode. Like, it's such a really cool monster design. I want the costume. Like, personally, just so I can wear it around the house. That would be a really cool, like, Halloween costume. Yeah. i just show up to your house cackling. I mean, you do that anyway. It's fine. Um, (laughs) 
But so, this time I'd be in a space suit. <laughs> <laughs> so we now cut over to the Mr. Machine. The gang's just driving around. And Shaggy calls from the back of the van asking if anybody wants a sandwich. To which Fred says that he is not interested right now in one of Shaggy's jaw stretcher specials. I did add this jaw stretcher special to our options for the podcast food. Okay. Yes. Uh, did you get all the ingredients of it? Yeah. What's all on it? So, it's mainly bread. Yes, yeah, okay. there's like five pieces of bread on this sandwich. <laughs> so, he goes uh, a piece of bread, a piece of Swiss cheese, another piece of bread, a piece of lettuce, a piece of meatloaf, a piece of bread, a piece of bologna, a piece of bread, a piece of American cheese, a piece of bread, a piece of meatloaf, a piece of bologna, and then he drizzled double Dutch chocolate syrup on top of it. Yep, you got all the ingredients that I wrote down. <laughs> it sounds so, so like gross. it's just it, it's only so big because there's so much bread on it. Yes, although you know I'm just imagining the meatloaf and the chocolate yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes me sick to my stomach. I posted something on my Instagram and I was like, I just want to make homemade meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, low-key, I just want to make homemade meatloaf. But, like, I figure if we get this, we're only making one sandwich, and we'll just cut it in half and split it. That's fine with me. Because that, it is a jaw, I can't say it, jaw stretcher special. There you go. I do find it interesting that the back of the mystery machine in this episode is, like, a full-on kitchen. Like, they've got, like, wooden cabinets affixed to the walls of the van. I do love that the back of the van is just ever-changing. It always changes. We called it, like, a TARDIS before. Yeah. Like, you know, because, yeah, yeah. like, in the very first episode of the entire series, the What a Night for a Night, like, it had all of, like, Fred's tools. It had a ladder in there. Like, well, it's because the back of the van changed, like, four times just in that episode. And I guess we just don't really... I guess in recent seasons, we haven't really seen the back of the mystery machine in detail all that much. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it's just confirms further the back of the mystery machine is ever changing it could be whatever we want it to be yep so i want a van like that right like same they end up running out of gas because fred doesn't know how to watch his fucking gas tank i groan I every time this happens. i was like i was like uh fred why is the van always running out of gas like why the fuck don't you take care of your your car didn't he run out of gas in the last episode we reviewed the uh the one with phyllis diller at some point. Like, they were running out of Probably. gas, like, in the woods or Probably. something. I don't know. It's just it's it's just a trend of Fred's to just not ever look at his gas tank. And that's why the Mr. Machine's always breaking down, because he's constantly running it to E all the time. Like, that's the only time Fred ever gets gas, is when it I hits mean, I think E. Because like, I guess technically they are teenagers, so, like, I guess I, I just... I was never that irresponsible as a teenager. Um, but Fred is shown say, to, like, like, love his van. Like, you would think yeah, that Fred, a man who like, loves his love van, would take better so care much. of it. He should yeah. be taking better care of it. Definitely. They break down in front of this old farmhouse like I was describing before. It looks like it's tilted. And, like, the porch is all beat up. The wood is just broken everywhere. Broken glass in the windows. Like, who fucking lives here? It's Mr. Farmer. And that's the only name that we get for the guy. Like, I know. Shaggy calls him Mr. Farmer at the end of the episode. And I looked on Scoobypedia, and that's what he's named as. It's just Farmer or Mr. Farmer. So I'm going Mr. with Farmer. Mr. Farmer. Um, but he greets him with a shotgun. Yep. That I was, mean, that was pretty to cool. be fair, that's genuinely how you are 
greeted coming on a farm like that. But I like the fact that he is mad that they're there because he thinks that they're reporters to ask him questions about all the, the strange sightings and going-ons in the area. But then when Velma, like, asks him a simple question, like, what's going on here? He spills the beans immediately. It's like, these are <laughs> questions that a reporter would be asking you, sir. <laughs> and also, like, how many reporters ask him for gas? Because they're just like... Because he's like, they, you know, they're like, yeah, we're not reporters. Like, we're just teenagers. Like, we're here you know? to buy gas. Like, and he goes, just, I don't yeah, believe we you. We just wanted to see if we could get some gas from you. He's just like, I don't believe you. Yeah, he's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, Sir? I mean, they do look 30, but like. <laughs> Sir, my van will not move. Like, I will give you my keys. <laughs> Sir, I would love to get out of here. That's why I'm asking you for gas. <laughs> no one wants to be here. Have you seen your farmhouse? <laughs> I wouldn't just come here to be here. I don't come here by choice. (laughs) I was literally not even trying. I was just trying to keep driving. I saw your farm and I was like, fuck this. And then my van stopped. (laughs) So they discover the first clue of the episode being the glowing footprints right outside the building. And Mr. Farmer is like, yeah, I see them all the time everywhere. And I'm just thinking... He's so casual about it. He is casual about it, which indicates to me that he's not scared of it. And also, he's armed. He has a gun, so, like, he can take it out if he wants. But then I'm thinking... Why hasn't he shot it already? Why hasn't he just followed the footprints? Or maybe even gone to see where they're coming from? Because, spoiler alert, guys, because there's no suspects in this episode. The, the, The space kook is his neighbor. And... It's like, wouldn't you see that the, the glowing footprints are coming from your neighbor's house? Yeah. No, and my thing is, too, is that um, my only thing with not following them is, has have you ever seen any horror movie? Like, when you start following the lead, that's when you die. Yes, but again, this man is armed. He has a fucking shotgun. I don't know, I'm just letting you know. And this man does not seem afraid. I don't think anything scares this man. He's like he's like Chuck Norris, but a farmer. <laughs> Velma also knows that the footprints are like shaped weird. I don't really see anything weird about them. No, they, they look like footprints. I don't know. There's a funny gag where there's a chicken that's looking for a worm right next to Scooby, and it bites his tail, and he freaks out and hops in Shaggy's arms. Um, yeah, that's a, that would have been a really good worm though if that were what he found. That's what I was thinking. Like that's a that's a nice sized worm. Damn, mm-hmm. I'd be excited too. Mr. Farmer does end up giving them gas, and they start, like, driving away, and they're like, we're gonna find this this alien, and I'm like, where are you guys going? Like, he didn't give you any leads. And also, like, the first place you should go is a gas station, because I'm sure he didn't give you enough to fill up your Absolutely gas. Absolutely not, no. But see, In they the do- next episode, they're gonna run out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hope. So, they end up following a UFO that appears in the sky, the one that we saw at the beginning of the episode. It lands behind a hill, they go and find it landing in an abandoned airfield. And just like the farmhouse, this place is desolate. Like, looks like a bomb went off here. What happened here? Also, yeah, because that was my question, because I I made a note, and I said, do they really leave military bases like that? You know they don't. And when you look at this place, like, there's shit everywhere. There's run-down planes. The buildings are there. There's, like, functioning dishwashers and generators and vehicles there, like... There's so much stuff that's been left here. Exactly, right? Like, a lot of looters selling metal and supplies and stuff like that. Like, that generator could go for a good penny right there. Oh, no doubt. And then all those Jeeps. Do you know how expensive parts are for a Jeep? Right. The second my Jeep broke down, I'd be like, oh, hold on. There's a military based on the road. I'll just go grab the part I need. Especially military-grade equipment, though. Like, this is stuff for the military. I made a note that Fred has the funniest fucking faces throughout this entire episode. Oh, I took so many. Yeah. 
I know that you sent me that one picture of Fred when he looks and sees that his gas tank is low, and we made the joke about him getting a bad blowjob in the van. <laughs> I, like, I just want to make a blowjob joke here. <laughs> Stop using teeth. <laughs> so they follow these footprints that they find. They're the same as the ones that they saw at Mr. Farmer's place. They go up to this building that has a running generator. They're like wondering what the generator sound is, and then the footprints vanish. Like they, well, no, they open the door and there's no footprints inside, and it's not yeah. explained why, but they just do. I made a note that I really fucking hate holograms in Scooby Doo. It is the cheapest way to get out of anything. Well, like anytime like, you there's could a UFO, do anytime there's a UFO in the sky, it's a hologram in the Scooby Doo. It's a universe. hologram. I think the only time that it wasn't was like in that one Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo episode with the alien that was stealing like nuclear stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it. it. No, it's the one that um, Mule disappeared in. Yeah. Like, I think there was like that a... was the only real... Real ish. alien. Yes. But the reason why I make this point is because while they're in the building with the generator, they look outside and they see the spacecraft landing. And I'm just like thinking how to myself, how is that a hologram? What m- makes this look real to you? I don't know. It's just... The and, whole you know, thing's then, frustrating. Well, it drives the game split up once of many times in this episode, so Scooby and Shaggy are alone again. Yeah. They run into the space cook for the first time after they had a gag of Scooby stealing Shaggy's peanuts out of his hands. Which was so stupid. They were huge peanuts. I don't know, the whole thing is just so irritating. Because the space cook actually doesn't do anything. Like, no, he, he doesn't. Just, he goes around and he's just a menace. Like, it, he's just there... To be annoying. He doesn't do like he, anything at all. No, he just, he mainly just walks towards people. And laughs. Scream and, laughs. And laughs. Like, scream laughs. He, yeah, he chases them into an old plane. Shaggy and Scooby disguise themselves as pilots. And when the space kook, like, walks up behind them, Shaggy has Scooby, like, release the life raft to kind of just blow them out through the windshield of the plane. And they get away. We cut to Fred, Daphne, and Velma, who are entering a machine shop. And this hook hoist device it grabs fred by his belt and he just gets pulled up into the air i've seen gifs of this moment from this episode and it's always so funny to me because like i just love seeing fred just be pulled out of the sea like bye fred (laughs) i will say too like i loved that whole part because he gets pulled up and he's like find find a way to get me down find a way to get me down and both the girls are like "Mm, don't know how to do that and he's like, Velma, come on, can't you? And she's like, she gets so mad at him. And she's like, uh, mechanics aren't my specialty. Well, you know, I was kind of thinking about it. And I actually looked through the list of like all the Scooby-Doo Where Are You episodes when I heard that comment. In this version of Velma, she isn't really tech savvy. She's more so like the chemistry girl. Like she knows how to like mix up, you know, different elements and stuff in the chem lab. But she's not like mechanical savvy like we see in like, Let's say, what's new Scooby-Doo? So that kind of is accurate for that character at the time. But the way she does say it does sound pretty snarky. So I agree, it was pretty funny. Yeah. But she wasn't wrong from what we observe in this series. She isn't really tech-savvy like that. No, I know. So now we cut over to Shaggy and Scooby. They have moved on to a mess hall. Uh, I like that Shaggy says that the place is not a mess hall. It's a kitchen. When he enters the place and finds the kitchen, it's like, there are able to be kitchens in mess halls. That's not... An inaccurate thing to be able to happen. I think it was supposed to be like, like he didn't know that it was a me- like a mess hall was a kitchen. 
Well, I mean, it's not exclusively a kitchen. It's usually just where they go and eat, and there's usually a kitchen in the back. But I, I think it was supposed to be a play on, like, him not knowing what a mess hall was. Because he was like, oh, I didn't know there was a room designated to making a mess. I mean, either way, I like that when they are in the kitchen, Shaggy's like, I mean, any food that we find in here is probably going to be expired, but it doesn't hurt to look. And you know he's going to fucking eat whatever he finds. It doesn't matter if it's expired or not. Dude, I made a note that, like, Sha- or, uh, Scooby is actually the worst. Well, you know, he does find, he finds, like, what, a full-on ham and a thing of chicken and a jar of uh, olives, and he eats them. Now, they're not expired, but I don't like that they don't like that they've been cooked yet. Yeah. Like, uh, that's a different problem. Now, I mean, for dogs, they can eat, like, uncooked things. I still don't recommend it. <laughs> no, but we've also had that conversation that Scooby doesn't know he's a dog. That's, that, that, that just furthers the point that he shouldn't be eating food that's not cooked. If he thinks he's a human, then he shouldn't be eating non-cooked meat. But I do like that this gag was bigger than just them eating food. Like, it did turn out to be a real clue because it indicates that someone is keeping fresh food around. Jackie was irritated because he's like, cool, great, you ate all the good food. But, like, it did turn out to be a clue, which was kind of cool to yeah. see. That doesn't really happen often. Like, when no. when the food gag actually does become an integral part of the mystery. Yeah. Whatever it, little it mystery also, there is. It doesn't there. usually happen where, like, Scooby and Shaggy find such a valid clue. Mm-hmm. Usually they figure something out as the gang's figuring out, like, a similar thing. Mm-hmm. The the space cook does attack again. This time it chases them to the dishwasher. Scooby runs through the dishwasher. It's funny. I think it's funny that this place has running water. Like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get like that, that would be turned off. Well, I get that, like, the generator is causing there to be, like, power here, but not water. But how long has that place, like, been abandoned? I, I mean, it doesn't ever say in the episode, but it looks like it could have been an easy 20 years. Yeah, so like Maybe. that generator's a good ass generator if it's been working for twenty years. I don't know. We cut over to Fred, Daphne, and Velma again. This time they're just kind of walking around, being like, "Where's Shaggy and Scooby? This is annoying that we can't find them." And I like that Fred suddenly sees this barrel. And he's like, "Wait a minute!" And he looks, and like, there's a newspaper yeah. in the barrel. I'm like, "What was so suspicious looking about that barrel?" Fuck that barrel! <laughs> you know, it's funny because ever since I downloaded TikTok. I've been, like, learning, like, the new slang because I'm not one of the young kids anymore. And I like the the, the slang term, like, sus. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am just that thinking... Barrel of, be sus. That barrel be sus. That barrel be sus. That should be a sticker. <laughs> it's, it's just the barrel. That barrel be sus. That, is, that barrel do be sus, though. It do. Because it has that um, newspaper in it. It's... What is it? No, yesterday's? what got me was with that newspaper, she's like, and, and Daphne goes, uh, look at this story that's circled. And it's not circled. It's not circled, no. I was like, good try, Daphne. (laughs) I put the story wasn't circled, but but good try, Daphne. But the the story she is referring to does say there's been, like, hauntings at the airfield, all that jazz. And Velma makes the more important observation that the newspaper was from yesterday. So it's a new newspaper. And the way that the glowing thumbprints are that are appearing on the paper, it looks like the the space cook is reading it. So we do know the space cook can read. That just makes the whole world a difference to me. Uh, Now, they do refer to him in in that moment as the ghost from outer space. And this is when it kind of hit me that I don't think they ever call him the space cook. No, they don't. Not at one point in the episode at all do they ever refer to it as the space cook. 
Yeah, they call him, I, like, from this moment on, I started writing it down when I would kind of notice what they would call him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so in that moment, they called him the, the ghost from outer space. And then later on, we get a glowing friend. Okay. And I think there was another one that they said at one point. Oh, the the ghouly ghost. Or well, you, you know ghost. how, well, you know, how, like, how Shaggy likes to call them funny names. Yeah. Like, we've heard, like, sour puss and shit like that yeah, from yeah. him before. But yeah, no, we never hear space kook in episode, which I thought was kind of interesting i never even knew that until reviewing this episode today yeah it took me a couple watches to be like wait a second Mm -hmm. so the next scene is my favorite scene from scooby-doo where are you in general so scooby and shaggy are running from the space kook after a funny trash can gag they enter yeah they enter this building running from the space kook and shaggy finds a key and he locks the door and gives it to scooby and goes scooby here's the key hide it somewhere where no one can find it. So Scooby fucking takes it and chucks it out the window. Where the space kook is, by the way. He's so, outside. So they go to the other door in the room and they push like a dresser against it. And then the door opens from the other side and the space kook goes like, nice try. So they're like, fuck. So he's like, quick Scooby, give me the key. So Scooby points out the window and he goes, it's out here. Shaggy's like, you threw it out the window. So they jump out the window, grab the key, jump back inside, and then unlock the door and get and out. And when they jump back inside, Shaggy makes this comment and goes, now we can finally get out of here. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You can... What? It's, it's my favorite gag in Scooby-Doo or Are You because of just how... It's, it's so stupid and silly. I love it. It made me so mad. It's just so funny to me. When it made me fairly upset, actually. We cut over to Fred, Daphne, and Velma again, because most of this episode they've been divided. They see shadows coming along the wall, and it's Scooby and Shaggy, but they end up running away anyway. But I noted that when Shaggy and Scooby do appear, Shaggy is now holding a torch. Yeah, I don't like, know where they got a that. a lit torch? I'm like, what? Have you been yep. to Transylvania, Pennsylvania recently? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, because, you know, their whole economy is based on... Uh, pitchforks and torches yeah. <laughs> so eventually they do all reunite they're in this like the motor pool of the the airfield and they find an old jeep that scooby is able to sniff out old gasoline in so they indicate that the jeep has been recently ran so it's a working jeep do you know how much that pissed me off what do you mean? So they had, so the Jeep looked like it had four flat tires. Gavin showed that. She's but like, there's no way this on you run. Yeah. Because they looked underneath the car and there were four perfectly fine fucking tires hidden behind the flat tires to make it look like the Jeep had flat fucking tires. Yep. Do you know how upset I was? I thought it was. I was very upset. It was so silly. <laughs> and then it ends up like driving away on its own to make it look like it's haunted. Yeah. To what end, I don't know. But <laughs> Why? What was the need for that? And we now see the space cook appear out of a larger truck, and he's laughing, and they're like, oh no, it's him. And then they see, like, three or four doors far away that open, and it's like, four more space kooks. Yeah. So, they're like, oh my gosh, there's an army of them. And, let's see, I just wrote down that at this point, Scooby and Shaggy go and hide in the, the, the control tower. And they yeah. find the, the the loudspeaker system. Ultimately, what happens is Fred, Daphne, and Velma are trying to get up there, but then the space kook beats them. He goes up there, and then Scooby and Shaggy are like, nope, we're going to jump out the window with this parachute. 
<laughs> what drives me nuts too is that like when when Scooby first finds the parachute, he shows Shaggy and Shaggy's like, no, as a last resort. And then not two seconds later, they're jumping out the window with it. And I'm like, oh, they'd die. Right. So after the control tower scene, we cut to a little later and we now see Mr. Farmer and the sheriff. He was called by Mr. Farmer because he, I guess he was worried about the kids. So I guess that's kind of nice redeeming quality of Mr. Farmer. Like, you know, he was worried about that. He saw their van. He's like, oh shit, I better call the cops. So... I noted one thing here. You know how we're always talking about how Daphne and Velma's voices swap? Yeah. So it happened again. It looked like Velma was supposed to be saying, like, oh, look, he's over there. He's getting away. But that last part of the sentence where she says he's getting away was Daphne's voice. I thought that was just so strange. And it's just another occurrence of these weird swaps between their voices. Because I guess all women sound the same. So it doesn't really matter. I feel like the animators, like, couldn't tell their voices apart, so they were just like, you know what, fuck it. They're not similar. Like, I can distinctly hear Daphne's voice. I know that was Daphne. That had to have been Daphne. A hundred percent. But no, all women just sound the same. You heard it here first, guys, on That Gravy Scoop cast. (laughs) The go-to audio hub for all things misogynistic. Oh. So... The the whole crowd of them, Mr. Farmer, the gang, the sheriff, they chase the space kook into a wind tunnel. He accidentally locks himself inside. Uh, Which, I'm sorry, why is there a wind tunnel on the base? I, I was thinking the same fucking thing. Why is this here? What is this like, for? You're here for planes. Maybe my dad can answer, because he was in the Air Force. Maybe he can tell us, but, like... Excuse me, Dad, can you, can you text us? When this episode goes live and you listen to it. <laughs> Pretty please. But they turn on the wind tunnel fan and the, the space cook's whole costume just blows away. Luckily, he stayed clothed underneath. So that was nice that they did not show male nudity in this episode. I appreciate it. Something to steer clear of in your standard Scooby-Doo content. We discover, per Mr. Farmer's comment, that it is his neighbor, Henry Bascombe. He was apparently trying to haunt the place so that the air force wouldn't reopen the airfield and then he could like buy it on the cheap and i'm like this is still military property yeah like, and my thought they're not too, selling like, it's not for sale is the thing no and that was the thing first off it wasn't for sale and at first they had said that they were gonna have to buy up more land mm-hmm. so before they said like oh he's gonna he was gonna try and buy it up for the cheap i was like oh, okay well like, maybe he was thinking that if the military comes back, they're going to, like, take his land. But it's really easy to not sell your land. You just say no, and you say you don't want to sell your land. Like, it's really just that easy, honestly. Well, or and if he was really wanting to, like, make money off of it, he could probably sell his land for a good amount of money. The military has the money. Yeah. Like, you can well, live very also, comfortably like, off of what they're going to give you. And if you wanted more land, if you wanted that military land, and for some reason it was up for sale, you could have bought it, like, last year. But this is all running on the logic that, like, the space cook is going to scare the Air Force away. Yeah. Like, sorry, the space cook is spooky, but 
Um, but you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. And also, it's the fucking United States military. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, hope, I hope that at least one person in the military saw that and was like, yeah, I'm not going back. Like, what the hell? They were like, you know what? I'll I'll fight for my country, but fuck that ghost. I'm not going back. I'm not, I didn't sign up to fight space kooks. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't sign up to, sp- to, to fight ghosts, dude. Like, no, not ghosts. Anything but the ghosts. <laughs> They explain away the whole setup with the costume glowing because I guess he was dipping his costume in phosphorus, which I don't sure. think is safe. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure certain <laughs> levels of phosphorus sure is very pretty toxic. But sure. So don't do that, guys. Um, okay. He was using. If you're gonna dress up as the space kook, use glow in the dark paint. Yeah. Don't use phosphorus. No, don't use phosphorus. <laughs> I guess he was using old, like, home movies to project the the UFO hologram into the sky. Which, to me, so you're going to tell me no one saw that UFO and was like, oh, that's Space Odyssey. Right, honestly. Spaceship. Like, like, nobody was like, that looks a little familiar. Right. And then, on top of that, I guess he was using, like, a sped-up soundtrack for the laugh that would echo throughout the whole place on the loudspeakers. And, let's see, there was one more note. Oh yeah, and then he had yeah he had the jeep on remote control, which again why, why? But unnecessary, but okay. The episode pretty much just ends with the Mister Farmer just being like, "How are you guys not scared?" And Scooby and Shaggy's like, "We're never scared of this kind of stuff." (laughs) And Fred like plays the the laugh on the speaker, and it scares the shit out of them because of course it did. Oh, all the extra guys—they were all stuffed dummies. Yes, that too. Now, before final thoughts, I did also make a note of some animation errors that I thought were kind of funny because Scooby Doo Are You was just riddled with them. Yeah. So when that chicken bit Scooby's tail at the old farmhouse at the beginning of the episode, I noted that his eyebrows kept changing colors between like brown, black, and also sometimes just transparent. Like he was very scared, Derek. His eyebrows just change his colors when he's scared. (laughs) I noted that when Scooby and Shaggy disguised themselves as pilots and they were hiding in that old plane from the space kook, at one point you could see like the lower half of Shaggy's shirt beneath like the like the searing module on the plane and it was brown, like the color of his pants, not the shirt. And then okay. mid and then mid scene it turned green. So of there course. was that. And then the only one that I noted was that when they saved Fred from that hook the hoist and like they were all just talking right then and there fred's arm was clearly extended to where like his hand isn't hidden behind him he doesn't have a hand like one of his hands is missing it's not like it's hiding behind his leg no it's you can visibly see his whole arm his hand is just not there they they didn't feel like drawing it his left there hand was another one was where when we see the jaw stretcher special um like from a distance as he's stacking stuff the piece of cheese looks like a piece of lettuce, and then when they zoomed in, it became a piece of American cheese. And I only noticed it because I was taking the notes on what was on it, and then they zoomed in, and I was like, oh, wait, now I have to change what's on it. I'm sure there were other ones that I just didn't write down, but those are the ones yeah. I wanted to highlight. And with that, that's pretty much everything I had to say about Spooky Space Kook. What did you give it on the Scooby Snack-O-Meter? I gave it a three. Okay. Explain. Uh, my final note was literally just, what the fuck? Like, everything about this episode is what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, why? 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 I, I don't know what else to say. But <laughs> why? I need explanations. Why? I gave it a four. 
actually. Okay. Now, my only reasoning for that is just because the this episode did produce one of the most iconic monsters in the entire Scooby-Doo franchise. And that's really the only brownie point I can give it. Aside from the fact that, like, it did have my favorite gag from the Scooby-Doo Are You series. But otherwise, I feel the same way as you. Like, this episode is so... For one, it's just kind of boring to me. I wasn't yeah. excited to rewatch it when I was taking my notes. And then this is a similar thing to what we had with uh, the Headless Spectre episode, where there's really no suspects for us in this episode. Like, No, it's just like they just show up and they're like, oh, okay, it's this guy. Like, you know, Mr. Farmer, I guess, could have been a suspect, but I don't know. He never really well, read that's it the as thing one is to you me. never think it's Mr. Farmer. Because you know from the get-go, you're like, oh, it's not going to be him. Like, he's the one introducing us to it. But even if it was I guess him, has happened, but... Even if it was him, though, none of the clues pointed to him. Correct. The clues yes. really only proved that the space cook wasn't a real alien. But there were no suspects, so the mystery just doesn't do you know anything for the me. the only suspect when the, for vi- me? when the villain is someone that we've never seen in the episode prior, or even heard their name, I don't care. I don't, get, I don't look at that as a good episode or a good mystery. No. Who was your one suspect? The only person that was a suspect for me was the barrel. That that sus fucking barrel. Yeah, that barrel was sus. Or maybe even the chicken. Maybe. Or the worm. Or the worm that got away from the chicken. You know, we didn't... didn't... Because you know what? You know what? I'll side with that. Because if it was the chicken, those would have been weird footprints for a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about that. We just didn't think this. We just didn't think that hard about the suspect pool in this episode. No. <laughs> but no, that barrel be sus. That barrel be sus. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, you are giving it a three. I'm giving it a four. So collectively, that Groovy Scoop cast is awarding Spooky Space Kook a three point five out of ten on the Scooby Snack. I'm fine with that. I am too. It's it doesn't deserve any better. It, no. I'm, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. And my thing is, is like the spooky, the spooky, the spooky, the, sp- <laughs> the spooky space kook in and of itself deserves higher. Mm-hmm. This episode, not at all. The monster deserved a better episode than the yeah. than it got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like honestly. So, do you want to hear a fun fact that's kind of related to this episode? Yeah. Aside from the fact that like the space kook has cameoed in so many things throughout the Scooby-Doo franchise, its most recent cameo was actually in the Scoob movie that came out back in May 2020. Uh-huh. And the really cool thing, I didn't know this until I was looking it up further, Don Messick, who's the voice of Scooby, is also the voice of the space kook in the episode. And okay. when he cameos in the Scoob movie, they used Don Messick's original sound recording. So Don Messick actually has a credit on the movie, even though he's deceased. Yeah, so I thought that was really neat. So if you guys watch that movie and you see and hear the space kook, that's the original space kook. That's not... I love that. That's not a replicated thing. Like, that's the actual audio that they they recorded of Don Messick back in the 60s. That was a really wholesome fact, Derek. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. Good way to kick yeah. off season five. We're being wholesome and safe We're because COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, we will be moving on to the new Scooby-Doo movies. Shannon, would you like to randomize what episode we're going to be watching? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Next week, we will be watching The Mystery in Persia. Okay. 
I don't really recall ever watching this one. Let me look at the premise here. Okay, here, I got it right here. Here is Mystery in Persia's premise coming from Scoobypedia. Scooby and the gang, along with Genie and Babu, help a prince battle the evil spirit that has been let out of a bottle. But who did it and why? Is it like a genie spirit? I don't know. Like, that's the only spirit I think of when it comes to, like, bottles, like, like, a, like a genie's lamp. Yeah, like a genie in a bottle. I've never seen this episode, I don't think, so I don't have any, any prior knowledge to what we're getting into with this. I know, I'm looking at the picture for it, and I just, I don't remember it at all. So, it'll be new for both of us from the looks of it. In Scooby-Doo News, the real only thing I really wanted to talk about was Hot Topics exclusive Scooby-Doo Pop Funko. It's coming out later this month, and let's see, it's expected to ship, let's see, their website listing says November 21st. Um, it's super cute. It's Scooby sitting down, like eating out of a box of Scooby snacks. Again, it's a Hot Topic exclusive, so you can only get it from them. Um, they currently have it on pre-order sale for $12.50. And if you do order it, like, you know, and send it to a store, you don't have to pay shipping. So it's pretty neat. Um, definitely adding it to my Funko collection. What about you, Shannon? I'm debating. Yeah. It's adorable. He's really cute, but I know you're going to get him, so (laughs) that might be good enough for me. I'm not giving him to you, though. No. I wouldn't expect you to. He's not for you. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys want to find us on social media and talk to us more about Spooky Space Kook, maybe we can talk about Mystery in Persia or anything Scooby-Doo related for that matter. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at ThatGroovyScoopCast or Twitter at GroovyScoopCast. We're also on YouTube now, so you can get our episodes on there. I really recommend you subscribe, please. You can also send us an email at thatgroovyscoopcast at gmail.com or check out our website, www.thatgroovyscoopcast.com. If this is your very first time visiting our podcast, you can find new episodes every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, really just anywhere you get podcasts. You'll find us. Go look. And if you do subscribe to our YouTube channel between now and November 22nd, you will be entered in a chance to win a really groovy surprise that we have in store. Um, all you have to do is go to our discussion page on that Groovy Scoopcast YouTube channel and reply to our comment there just saying that you subscribed. We're really looking forward to seeing your comments and maybe you getting that prize. It's a cool prize. It is a cool prize. I'm not telling you what it is, though. Not yet. It's a it's a secret surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we hope that you enjoyed that Groovy Scoopcast. Come back next week for a Scooby Snack Filled Time. Bye guys. Bye.